Welcome to the Miracle Channel podcast. Every week, you'll hear powerful messages from world-renowned pastors that air on Miracle Channel, Canada's 24-7 Christian TV station. And if you want to watch more of their messages anytime you want, check out our online streaming service, Corco Plus. Follow the link in our show notes to create a free account in three simple steps. Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Eden Fontaine Shimoda. Eden is an associate pastor at Springs Church with a passion to help people go all in on a relationship with God. Because when you're all in, you'll see a massive difference in your life. Let's dive into the message. I think when we look around the world, we see people on a real mission for love, hey? Uh, humanity has this infatuation, this obsession, this pursuit of love. Whether it might be finding a spouse or building a family, in other ways we see people looking for love in all the wrong places and ending up feeling empty and lost. But their pursuit of love is actually something that's beautiful. It's something that all of humanity should be pursuing is love because that's the way God designed it. And if we look at the word, if we look at just our existence and how and why we were created, you and I were actually made for the sole purpose to be loved. So it makes sense that a world who some, some of us know God, some of us are figuring things out and looking, it makes sense that even those who haven't found God yet or discovered his love are in search of that love because it's right in their DNA of who they are. You know, people are on a search for purpose and why am I here and why do I exist? And to actually uncover that the sole purpose you were created was so that someone could just simply show you how much they love you is pretty overwhelming. It's pretty reassuring that, wow, I've got a really great start here. But like I said, the world is full of a lot of... um, their thoughts on love, their ideas on love, the culture on love is so skewed in some places and in some homes and in some cultures. And that's especially why we, um, as those of us who are following Jesus, who, have, who are committed to sharing this love, it's why it's so important that we keep encouraging each other to show this love. Because you and I have a love that the world needs, that people in your business place, in your family, that strangers that you come into contact with, when you've received God's love, when you've accepted that love, You are the perfect candidate to give that love. And you are who God uses. And so we need to be really careful that we're not falling into that kind of love, the world kind of love. And I mean, it's everywhere. Like from the movies to the media to people pushing different ideas. And so we really need to understand what real love is in order to know what kind of the man-made, tainted, people trying to figure out love on their own to know the difference. And if we look at the Bible, um, which we should in everything, for everything, that should be our standard. Um, First John says that God actually is love. So before the beginning of time, before this beautiful solar system existed, or you and I even were a thought in our parents' mind, um, God is love. And I love the Aramaic version, kind of breaks it down, where he continually exists being love. 
Love has always been here, love will always be here, and love will never stop being here because God is love. First and foremost, it was love. That's all that was here was love. And um, that is how humanity, that is how the world was birthed. And love can't simply just be a thought or a feeling or just exist all on its own. The very essence of love requires us to take action. It requires expression. And so as I was jumping into 1 John in preparing for this message, I came across this really beautiful scripture that really spoke to my heart, and I hope it speaks to yours like it did to me. But 1 John 4 continues on to say that this is love, that he loved us long before we loved him. It was his love, not ours, and he proved it by sending his son. Well, in the footnotes of the Passion Translation, um, you can translate this is love into this is how love was born. And I love that. And so what it's saying is the moment love was born was the moment God decided to build a family (laughs) because he needed someone to show that love to. Love all on its own is pretty useless. Love felt in our heart but not expressed or shown is really, I mean, it's good for you. It feels good to love someone or something or your job or God or whatever it might be that you're feeling that, but it's even more than a feeling, right? And it's an expression. And so the moment love was born, was that long before we even knew him, long before you and I even existed, he already chose that he loved us. And I love that. I love that picture. We can be confident that because of his love, we have all of his blessing and all of his provision. What do I mean by that? Romans 8 says that God proved his love by giving us his greatest treasure, Jesus. And since God freely offered Jesus up as the sacrifice for us all, he certainly won't withhold from us anything else he has to give. And I I love some of the analogies that even Pastor Leon has shared about this. If I'm willing to give you my son, is there anything else that I wouldn't give you? If I'm willing to give you my greatest treasure, which is what God did, and he laid everything on the line proving that this is my greatest treasure and I'm sending him because it's the only way that this is going to work, that I can repair the damage that Adam and Eve did, is there anything else I'd withhold from you? And we see this over and over. And so because of that, you should be confident that God's blessing and provision are yours, that they're all yours, that life is abundant, it's overflowing, that that's his intent. Jesus said, I came to seek and save the lost. He came to love people, to make, to show people how much God loved them. And he also said, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. Jesus is our representation of who God is. And so you can be confident of his blessing. You can be confident that you will always have God's love. God's love, um, it surrounds us, it protects us. And you can be confident that it'll never be taken away from you. There There needs to be no fear over that. And Romans 8 says that there is no power above or beneath us, no power that could ever be found in the universe in the universe that can distance us from God's passionate love, which is lavished upon us through Jesus. 
And the dictionary defines lavish as to bestow something in generous or extravagant quantities. That's our God, that not only does he say he loves us, that he shows he loves us, but he wants to passionately love us and he lavishes his love on us through Jesus. That he wants to be so generous in his love, that he wants to have so much quantity, extravagance coming at us, but what did it say in the beginning? There's nothing, nothing in the universe that could ever separate you from the love of God. And then finally, you can be confident, and this is huge, that you're called to be victorious. That in every area of life, your life should be thriving. It should be growing. And if it isn't, we should be looking at God's word and finding out what's the wisdom I need? What's the principles I need? Where is it that my belief systems, maybe the way I was raised, maybe something my parents said to me every single day that ended up not being true. And I thought it was true this whole time. And I've been making decisions based on a lie. When you find out the truth, the truth sets you free, right? The truth sets you free. But we have to be confident in our heart of really important principles because it's on those principles that we build our life. And so it's good to take a moment and step back and look at our life and go, what do I need to be confident of? What is my, what is, what is it that I've received? This is my truth. This is the way I'm building my life. And you can be confident that you're called to be victorious. In Romans 8, it's talking about how People do go through hard times, but it says that yet, even in the midst of all these things, whether it's situations or people coming against you, whatever it might be, we triumph over them all. Not some or just the ones that we're smart enough to or that we deserve to. No, we triumph over all of those situations for God has made us to be more than conquerors. And his demonstrated love is our glorious victory over everything, over everything. And what is his demonstrated love? Jesus. Jesus is God's demonstrated love. And so it's in Jesus, it's through Jesus, when we get an understanding of what he did for us, of what that means for me as a believer, and I set my mind on that, and I find out what, who am I? Who did God design me to be? And I align myself with who my maker made me to be instead of me trying to figure it out on my own or me letting other people speak things into my life. When I align myself with who God's love made me to be, it says that if, if, if he made us to be more than conquerors, it's in our very DNA. It's in our very DNA if he created us to overcome, to rise, to be victorious. And so these are a couple things that you need to be confident of. And I encourage you this week in your, t in your own time of study, because we need to be studying the word for ourselves outside of Sundays. Um, be reading Romans 8. Be reading 1 John, because there's so much there that God is on a personal journey with you, right? And he's on a personal journey with me. And he wants to speak to you right at your level, wherever you're at and only he can speak to you in a way that I can't, that other people can't. And he will, he'll, he'll drop thoughts and ideas and stories and pictures into your heart where you will just feel so loved. I don't know how else to say it, but you know, I'll just be doing something. I'll be out driving the car or just thinking or talking to Jaden with about something, talking with one of my family members and something will just drop in my heart, just an idea like it was my own thought in my head. And I'll feel so comforted and so loved and so built up by that. And that is our God. He is always looking for ways to show us that he loves us, but we got to stay tuned in. We got to keep our focus, our heart fixed on his love.
And so how do we walk in that love? So if, if his love is supposed to make us victorious, that we're supposed to be more than conquerors, how do we do that? How do we walk in his love every day? Because um, if I was hearing this for the first time, <laughs> I'd be like, sign me up. <laughs> like, okay, God's love, I, it's never going to leave me. It's always going to be with me. It makes me victorious. Um, that, it, that I can be confident that he's called me to live a really good life, that all of his blessings, all of his provision, which is health and joy and peace and great relationships and protection, all of that can be mine. Yeah, how do I do that? How do I walk in God's love, right? So 1 John 3 says that these are his commands, that we continually place our trust in Jesus, that we keep loving one another just as he commanded us, and for all who obey his commands, they will find their life joined in union with him. And he lives and he flourishes in them. So what did I just say? <laughs> so three things, as in walking in love, we place our trust in Jesus, continually, confidently, we just place our trust in him. We love others and we follow his word. Those are the three keys to walking in God's love every day. For, I love that the Bible is just so clear <laughs> that when you read it and you slow down and you think about what you're reading, it's like, I can do that. I can keep my mind focused on Jesus and keep my eyes focused on him. I can love people. I can love people. And if, why wouldn't I want to follow his word? Because of all the things that he's saying that he came to give me, why wouldn't I want to find out, sheesh, what's this guy all about? Because he seems really cool and he seems to be helping people. And when I try things in my own effort, I always seem to come up short. So why wouldn't I want to follow his commands or his footsteps or his precepts or his principles, whatever you want to call them? Um, there is such wisdom and such foundational truths that you and I can choose to build our lives on. And so that's the three ways that we can walk in God's love is that we continually place our trust in Jesus. So continually means it's a daily thing, right? We're going to make that choice over and over again. We're going to fail sometimes because we're not perfect. Nowhere in the Bible does God call us to be perfect. So just take a deep breath because no one's expecting you to be perfect, not even in this building. We are all imperfect. We get it wrong. You heard Steve say, laugh. We have to forgive each other because otherwise, man, it'd be miserable if we didn't choose to forgive each other. Um, but we can just trust and rest in God's love and we need to keep loving one another. So you'll see over and over again here, it's not just Okay, yep, I'm going to follow you, Jesus. It's that I'm continually placing my trust in him. It's not just, okay, I just need to love, you, love one of you once. Yeah, I just love somebody. No, it says keep loving one another. So it's a continuance, this life with God. And then obeying his commands. So I need to take time in his word every day. I need to open the New Testament. I need to find out about this new agreement with God, which is after Jesus, what did Jesus do for me? Because that's the life I live in now is the new covenant that you live in now. And I need to follow his word. And so what I want to just rest on today in closing, because it's love month, is what it, the importance of loving people. I could jump into any three of those things, but we'd be here for hours if I tried to accomplish all three. But we're called to love one another. And like I said earlier, the world represents a whole different kind of love. And a lot of people buy into that love. And so we need to know if God's called us to keep loving one another, what does that love look like? What is God's love? What, what, is, what does it entail? 
On Corco Plus Miracle Channel streaming service, kids can watch fun shows filled with faith messages. They'll be singing, learning, and loving all the fun. Kids love it and parents need it. Go to CorcoPlus.com to sign up in three simple steps. That's C-O-R-C-O-P-L-U-S dot com. Corco Plus, where you and your kids can believe in what you stream. Well, Galatians 5 says that the fruit produced by Holy Spirit within you is divine love. So when you have a relationship with God, Jesus said when he, when he left this planet, what did he say? Well, don't worry, I'm gonna send you somebody. I'm gonna send you Holy Spirit and he's gonna be your guide. He's gonna be your comforter. He's gonna always be with you. And so we need to pay attention to that because that's the gift Jesus left for us was Holy Spirit. And so Holy Spirit, when you commit your life to God, he's with you. And it says he gives you a divine love and here it is in all of its varied expressions. This is the Passion Translation for anyone taking notes. Joy that overflows, peace that subdues, Patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, full of goodness, faith that prevails, faith that always wins, that always triumphs, gentleness of heart and strength of spirit. Wow, like all of that packed into love. I mean, if you were to compare a lot of what the world thinks love is, it wouldn't have that definition. But this is what love is. This is what it has been since the dawn of time, that it's joy that overflows, that it peace that subdues. And you know what's super exciting is right after it lists all those things that love is, it says, never set the law above these qualities for they are meant to be limitless. I love that, that God's love and all of its varied expressions is meant to be limitless, which means that when you're walking in God's love, that you should have limitless joy, limitless peace, limitless strength, limitless gentleness, that that is all there waiting for you, that as you unpack it and as you choose to walk in it every day by trusting in Jesus, loving people, and following his word, that you're gonna see this unpacked in your life in a limitless way. That is something that we can't find anywhere else. And I know many of you here have, have I mean, I grew up in a Christian home, so I've, uh, I've been very blessed to be under teaching like this my whole life. And I know it, I, I know that I'm so blessed. But I know some of you have started on a different path in the beginning and found this on your own. And so some of you have seen the other side, the side of love that the world presents that is not joy, that is not gentleness, that is not strength. And when you, under, when you come to hear about it, it's like, oh my goodness, this just seems too good to be true. And I love that it feels that way because God wants you to feel so surrounded every day by his love. He wants you to feel so overwhelmed and so overtaken. And I love that the last thing it says is strength because so many people see love as this mamby-pamby, emotional, let's cry, let's laugh. And hey, love has emotion, but love isn't a feeling. It obviously is so much more than that that we've just read. It's strong. 
and it's faith-filled and it's joyful and it's patient and God helps us in that. He strengthens us in that love. And so we need to remind ourselves that we have so much love to give, you and I. We have so much love to give. And I'm just wrapping up, but I just wanna share one more thing. First John 4 says that if he loved us with such tremendous love, then loving one another should be our way of life. It makes it really clear that if God loves us this much, that if he's gone to every length to show us that nothing can take away that love, that that love makes us victorious, that that love comes with blessing and provision, if he's showed us such tremendous love, so our mission is loving one another. Loving one another should be our way of life, that everything we do in life should come out of that one thing. Loving people, loving people, loving people. And isn't it kind of annoying that doesn't always come so naturally? You don't really wake up in the morning and be like, hmm, how can I love my spouse better this morning? It doesn't always just there when you get to work, how can I love my boss today? Or how can I, you know, how can I show my sister? Oh, what text could I send someone? We don't sit around thinking that way because we live in a world that has kind of cultured us to worry about our own needs and our own wants and and pursuing the things we need which I'm not saying is bad I know we have to build our life we have to you know we have to focus and, and and put our attention on things but what God is saying is that that all of that all of that you building your life and, and focusing on your problems and your needs first and foremost should come out of loving people. And that as we love people, that's our, that's our lens, that's our filter through life, that all these other things, they just line up in a way that we could never have worried enough to fix, you know, like sat around just like stressing about something when we would have just went, oh, like this just frustrates me to think about it. So I'm just going to not think about it and open my eyes to people who are around me right now. And what can I do to go make someone's day better? Because I'd rather just be about that than sitting around feeling sorry for myself, right? So loving one another should be our way of life. No one has ever gazed upon the fullness of God's splendor. It's important. There's a reason why it says this in the middle of the verse. But if we love one another, God makes his permanent home in us and we make our permanent home in him and his love is brought to its full expression in us. So no one has ever gazed upon the fullness of God, but if you love people, you'll get it. I, I was just blown away by that in my, in my study this week that, that as I receive God's love, the, the first thing I need to do is give it. The first thing I need to do is how can I love people? That has to be my way of life. And as I love people, it solidifies that love with him. It, it cultivates it in my life and it shows itself in full expression in me, in full expression that no one's gazed upon the fullness of God, but as I love people, I experience the fullness of God. Why wouldn't I want that? Why wouldn't I wanna share that and give that? And you and I, have the power to do that. It's saying the moment you receive God's love, the moment, even in our imperfection, quit worrying about how qualified you are or that you're not good enough or that you're not pretty enough or that you're not smart enough or that, oh, but you know, I tried loving somebody and they blew me off. Well, who cares? Go love somebody else. Like, why do we, why do we sit in defeat sometimes or failure or, or excuses for ourselves? Hey, I, I do, this week, 
I had moments where I was like, oh, not feeling good enough in certain areas. And we get, we distract ourselves with just useless stuff that it's like, man, I could have just spent those 10 minutes loving on the person at the till, at the coffee shop or at the bookstore or loving on my niece running around playing instead of, you know, whatever it might be, right? So our way of life should be loving people. I wanna close with just one poem that I found this week. I loved it because it challenged me so much. And it's written by a woman named Rachel Macy Stafford. And she says, today, I wanna look like love. I want to sound like love. And I wanna speak like love. Too often I look like worry, impatience, and agitation. I'd rather look like love. Too often I sound like arrogance, selfishness, and greed, but I'd rather sound like love. Too often I'm all about productivity, efficiency, and time management. Well, I'd rather be all about love. It's not easy. Choosing love takes time, effort, thought, patience, and self-control. But the payoff is huge. And she finishes by saying, I can be anything today. I'm going to be love. And that's what I want to encourage us with as we close off today. Man, there's so much to be thankful for. There's so much in God's love for us. Unpack that this week in your study time. I spent a lot of time in 1 John and in Romans 8. And so stay there and read it and, and, and get it in your heart. But but then the fact that I can just focus on today. I don't need to get caught up in it. All I have is today. And so just today, focus on God's love, thank him for his love. And then today, how can I look like love? How can I sound like love? How can I speak like love? And God's gonna guide you and lead you. Jesus said, people will know that you follow me by your love. That was it. Just by our love, people will know that we follow Jesus. And people need that kind of love so bad in their life. And you can choose today to sound like love, to speak like love, to look like love. And that will change everything. And if we focus our way of life, if our lens, if our filter is first through loving people, it will change everything. And it's amazing the journey of God's love and its full expression coming to live in you and express out of you. And so be confident, be confident in that love, be confident that you have a love to give just as much as you've received and are continuing to receive his love. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more messages from encouraging speakers that air on Miracle Channel and Corco. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.